Okay, good morning everybody. It truly is good to see you. Uh, part two of a series on prayer that we're looking at. Um, it was 1989 and Liz and I were living in Louth. Um, we had uh, three small children um, and uh, I saw a news clip, probably Look North, or not Look North, but National News before that. And um, it was about a single mum somewhere in southern England, who cried herself to sleep at night um, because of the misery that she was going through. Um, and uh, what had happened was she, um, well, her 10-year-old son had been abducted and she only had his anorak. Um, and each night she wet her son's anorak with her distress and her tears. And I saw this, and I had three little kids who I loved um, and couldn't help but think, what if that was me? And I was just overcome with compassion. And I just started to pray. Uh, and I prayed and prayed. But I thought, I, I, I need to amplify this if I can, make this more powerful, <laughs> almost. I know you hear me, God, but... And, so, and I thought, well, do you know what? There's a, a meeting in Lincoln, uh, a celebration meeting. I've got a special speaker, Gerald Coates. Um, and I'm going to go to that. And I'm going to ask if I can bring this as a prayer request. And the whole congregation pray together. So there were about 250, 300 people that night at Lincoln. I asked Stuart Bell. He said, yeah, you can do that. And um, so I presented the situation. And I was crying as I was praying. And uh, we just raised our voices to God, who cares. And then at the end of that, I thought, well, I've done everything I can. 36 hours later, I was a bit like the early church in Acts 14 when they'd been praying for Peter to be released from prison. And he came knocking on the door, having been released by an angel. Somebody said to me, Hugh, have you seen the front page news? And every tabloid paper, the sun, the mirror, all of them, front page news, boy who was kidnapped has been found and reunited with his grieving mum. And it just showed me the power that is at our disposal if we know how to use it, the power of prayer. And um, put the next slide on if you don't mind. It's great. I can see the uh, slide there. Um, someone I know about had a similar experience. Elijah was human, just like the rest of us, like me. And he prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain. And there wasn't any rain on the land for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and the sky gave rain and the land sprouted with a harvest. This is real stuff. And uh, I was looking at the, the general election and... Uh, the results and I came to the conclusion I just thought do you know what I could have voted for anything it would have made no difference at all <laughs> there was such a, a a move in a certain direction no difference at all my my vote whether I prayed this way that way or the other and I'm not telling you which way I voted but um, but but in prayer we can change significantly things for the better and when David announced the other week about prayer hubs and our new initiative. 
And you, I don't know what you thought. You might have thought, is that all? It's the most powerful thing when we know how to use it that we can possibly do for God's kingdom to come to the earth. I just want uh, to remove a little bit of a, a misconception because you may think, well, God's got more important things really. You know, I'm not very important, not very significant. Correct. But that's not the case. God sees you as significant and important. And uh, he says, um, the prayer of the upright, the Bible says, is God's delight. Uh, He says, let me hear your voice. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you know not. Uh, And then, next slide please. Um, God encourages to pray and to get answers. To pray with effect. And uh, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. The Bible says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. Until now you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you'll receive and your joy will be complete. And the damning indictment, in a way, you have not because you ask not. So God really encourages us to pray. And, And I know there are conditions, but don't miss the obvious. He invites us to pray. Why? Because it works. It's powerful and effective. And one of my favorite passages from the Bible is James 5.16. The earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its outworking. I've seen that in my own life. So I just want to share with you some keys to effective prayer. What kind of people do you and I need to be if we want to, to see God's hand move in response to our prayer? Are you interested in that? Does that intrigue you? You think, I would like to be a nation changer, a world changer. Okay, so uh, I don't know how many conditions I put. Would you mind putting the next slide? It's great, this. I can see what the thing is. Six conditions for answered prayer. The first condition, the first thing you need is faith. Now, I bet you're thinking, what the heck's that? It's three things. First thing faith is, is that you, the, you could go, duh, obviously. But the first thing is that you believe in God. It says uh, in Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So the first thing is that you believe there is a God. Do you? We're in a church, but that doesn't mean you necessarily do. <laughs> the second thing is that you're sure and certain. Now, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you can't see. You can't see God, actually, apart from in Jesus, but Jesus is resurrected. He's not around anymore, but at the moment, he's somewhere else but physically. But, but you can't see God, but nevertheless, you're sure and certain that he's there. Um, More than that, you're sure and certain of his character. His character. What do you think God's like? I want to tell you what God's like. God is good. He's good for you. And he's for you. And he's not against you. I wonder if we could say that. Would you mind saying that? God is good. He's for you. Not against you. That's God. Now, are you sure and certain of that? And the third thing that faith is, 
is simply trust in. You know, we say to someone, I have faith in him or her that they will do what they said they'll do. And faith literally means to trust in. Now, when I was a teenager, um, I saw the ideal job for me. The absolute perfect job for me. And I thought, I'm going to be that. And I told my career advisor, went in and they said, what do you want to be, Hugh? And I said, a parachute tester. (laughs) Because I'd seen a documentary on the telly about this bloke. All he did was test parachutes. What the perfect job for me. Jumping out of an aeroplane, floating down and testing if they work or not. (laughs) Fantastic. Right up my street. I have to report, though, sadly, as you might imagine, I didn't realise my ambition, sadly. However, if you ever want to go in a parachute, and I still do, so if anybody, you know, um, but, uh, I've got an aeroplane, they want to take me up, um, but um, you've got to be strapped to a buddy. And you, are you all right? Yeah, right, okay. Let go then. All right. Oh. Your life is in that parachutist's hand. If they don't pull the ripcord, you've had it, yeah? Faith is you, is you come from a point where you say, I believe God. I believe he's good. He's not going to let me down. And I trust you implicitly with everything. Everything. My entire life. My entire well-being. My family. Everything. I give over to you. Holding nothing back. Let me ask you this. Are you a person of faith? I've got some good news for you. You may not be a person of faith or or not much. Listen, I've got a heart for anybody in here. who said, look, a bit, but I'm not fully there. (laughs) I've got a bit of faith. Good news. Jesus met someone like that. And he said, Jesus said to this man, do you believe I can do that for you? And he said, "Ah, kind of. Help my unbelief. Jesus didn't condemn that person. And I want to tell you, my story in life is that I did not believe in God. I did not have faith. But I got faith because God is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Exodus 34, 6. And I inquired of the Lord. I sought him. I saw these Christians. They had something. I didn't have it. I wanted it. I couldn't get it. Why? I didn't believe in God. And I went away and I said, God, show, tell me if you're real. And somebody was praying for me. And, and he did. And he came into my life, forgave my sins. And I had a brand new start. I've never looked back. And God's with me. And do you know what? He is good. And I've been through lots of trials, setbacks. Sometimes I've prayed and I've not got what I wanted. That's the truth. But I've not bailed out on God because I know he's good and in the end I'll come up trumps, as it were. So, first thing, you need to be a man, a woman of faith. Have you got faith? I'm going to pray for you at the end. If you want faith but you've not got it, I want to tell you, you can get it. (laughs) You can get it. I'm going to pray for you at the end to get it. Second requirement, could you please go to the next slide, is that one. 
reverent submission. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. This is actually, Jesus prayed lots of prayers, did many miracles, as you know, probably. But this alludes to one particular time which we will be celebrating in a few weeks' time. It took place on Maundy Thursday, the day before Jesus went to the cross. And he was faced with the full force of what he would have to endure. And he said, God, if there's some other way, Lord, you know, my father, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering that I'm about to face away from me. However, not what I will, but what you want. And guess what? God didn't answer his prayer on that occasion. He preferred another scenario, but he was submitted. And he said, not what I will, but what you want. And the acid test, really, of whether we're submitted to God is if God doesn't answer our prayer one time or lets us down, we feel he lets us down, Will I still be there Monday morning? I had an experience of this um, in 1994. Liz and I, and by them, by them, we, we, we are prolific producers in our family. You may have noticed. Now, David's got five grandchildren, as he mentioned. It's fair enough because I've got one more child than David and Anne Marie, or Liz and I have, should I say? better be accurate uh, and uh, so we've got one more grandchild than that and they just keep popping out and it's you know <laughs> I don't know when it's going to stop the bad news was my other son Liam and Estriana they, they reckon they're going to have four anyway pr- praise the Lord praise <laughs> the Lord <laughs> it's wonderful isn't it it's just that every time they get a birthday you have to give them I'm so, I'm so sorry. But uh, it's a real blessing, it really is. <laughs> oh dear, I can't tell you. A real, a real blessing. But, but anyway, uh, by that time, in 1994, we, we, we felt God was leading us to go and live in the Middle East as missionaries. Uh, and uh, um, we were getting ready for this and all lined up. Four kids, four kids. And uh, Liz and I have four children, small children. Uh, but do you know what? We needed 2,000 quid. We'd done our best to raise what we could, but we needed £2,000, which wasn't forthcoming. I, walked, I remember walking along the beaches in, in South Wales, and God, we only need £2,000, please. Guess what? Yeah, we didn't get it. We didn't get £2,000. So there we were, went to Jordan. First day, uh, first full day, I remember dragging the kids and Alex down to the soup. Well, the ballad, the town centre, where they do second-hand stuff because we couldn't afford a new fridge or a new... And you don't understand, but people there in Jordan, they only get rid of stuff if it's absolute rubbish. And anyway, we were there, Alex all red in her face, this new day, 35 degrees, hot temperature, trying to bargain for this fridge and cooker. See? And um, um, anyway, we came away with some because we didn't have the £2,000. Like all our rich American missionary people who we noticed were there as well all had these 
sparkly new things, and we were there. And they had, yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, we got it back, and then here's what it's like. You light the oven, you have to light the oven with a, with a match, you know. Anyway, one day, guess what? Liz was lighting, it blew up. <laughs> it blew up. Thankfully, it didn't blow her out of the room. All it did was singe her hair. And the neighbour came running in saying, Oh, yalla, yalla, what has happened to you? Well, that's good because it builds up a bit of a relationship, doesn't it? <laughs> so, but then, but then, then I noticed there were all these creepy things coming around where the fridge was. Big cockroach. I've never seen a cockroach in my life. They seem to breathe them prolifically, like me and Liz, out there. And, and I pull the seal back on the fridge door, and there's not just one or two, there's a whole nest of cockroaches lining the inside of this rubbish piece of equipment. Anyway, but what do you do? What do you? You probably had in your life as you've been exploring God. Maybe you say, it's like a brick wall. I'm hitting my head against the wall here. I'm praying this and nothing's happening. Happens. Let me know. Happens. What are you going to do? Are you going to bail on God? Are you going to bail out? Say, well, I'm not having this then. Well, no, because you missed the greatest privilege and the greatest thing that's coming your way. Don't ever bail out on God. Keep coming. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Jesus says, ask and it will be given. Keep asking. Seek. Keep seeking. Knock. Keep knocking until you get your revelation, until you, until you come into a relationship personally with the Lord. And then you know he's good. You're sure and certain. You know he's there. And you put your trust completely in him. It's faith, faith that moves the hand of God. And when we submit ourselves to him and say, I'm, I'm sticking with you, God, no matter what. Next one. Please. Next slide forgiveness and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins so if you want to get prayers answered but you've got a grudge against someone because they've done a dirty on you I'm sorry that that's happened and it does happen but you have to forgive you have to forgive and if you struggle with that I know some people have been deeply hurt by people. And God can even give you his grace to help you with that. And I'll pray for you for that as well. Next thing. This is another word like faith, isn't it? What's holy? You probably think, the perfect, the bishop, David. For, for example, you know, David. David and Amory, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the... The, the, the monks, the nuns. I'm not sorry, I'm not saying David's like a monk. <laughs> oh dear, I'm having a good time this morning. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, right, thank you. Right, okay. I'll, I'll keep going then. Right, uh, for a bit. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. Yeah, holy. What is holy? Well, it says, listen, if you want an audience with God and you want him to listen to your request, unless you've got it, forget it. Um, actually, what is holiness? Well, the, iron, the ironic thing is realizing that you've not got it. Realizing that you're not perfect. Uh, a man, I've, I think I've mentioned this story before, a man in Spurgeon, C.H. Spurgeon, the famous Baptist preacher of 150 years ago, and came to him and 
Mr. Spurgeon, I just want to tell you that I have reached the point of sinless perfection. I don't do any wrong anymore. And Spurgeon looked him up and down and threw his cup of tea all over him. The man, in a rage, jumped up. I have never been treated in such a disrespectful way. Went totally red, uttered a few expletives and cleared off out. He lost his temper. One of the seven deadly sins is wrath, anger, losing your temper, apparently. Jesus To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you. I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not leave, even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That man is holy. That man wins the approval of almighty God. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified, just as if he'd never sinned before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. You see, it's not the sin that you do. It's your attitude to the sin after that. If you say, well, they never saw me, so I'm not worried about that. Got away with it, and you're not bothered. That's not holy. But if you say, well, I have sinned, and I'm weak, and I need God's help every day, every day, every day. That's holy. God hears the prayer of that man, that woman. And I tell you what, if you're like me, I'm like that, I'm like that sinner. I'm not anything special. I'm not high and mighty. You know, I'm just ordinary, as you can see. But he hears the prayer of the person who's contrite of heart and lowly in their estimation of their ability to be able to live a good life. So good news for you today. If you've not got faith, you can get faith. If you feel imperfect, then God can help you and strengthen you and he doesn't deny your, your prayer if you feel you are weak and you've failed. In fact, he looks down on you with mercy and love and he wants to come to you and strengthen you and help you and lift you. And so the next thing, next slide please. Be holy. Admit we need help. Pray with confidence. It says therefore, holy, holy brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near to God. I wonder if the worship team would come back please. Uh, with sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, etc. Pray. With, I want to encourage you to pray. And then the last thing, last slide please. Next one. 
let's give thanks and pray. Can I invite us to give thanks and praise the Lord today? Do you know what? Every day I am, I'm, I'm thankful to God I got in, that I got accepted, that, that I'm here. I've got two brothers and an older sister that are older than me, and they can't see it. They can't. Why me? I don't know, but I'm just so glad that God has been merciful to me and kind to me and that I'm included. And so this morning, can I, uh, well, could, yeah, can I, if you're willing, <laughs> and, and you'd like to receive something from the Lord this morning, because he'll give you something. If you want, ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find, yeah? Yeah? It's true. I found it true. I'm just telling you. Could I invite us to stand? And, and I'll just pray as we close and then I'll hand over to David yeah oh father God praise you Lord praise you just start to do you want to do you want to praise the Lord just do you want to just praise the Lord now do you want to just praise you God just say praise you Lord just thank the Lord because we, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise you see and then you've got an audience with the Lord wonderful wonderful Lord, we praise you. We praise your wonderful name. You are almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. And we belong to you. You have saved us, not because of anything good that we have done, but because of your own grace and mercy. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Oh, we praise you, God. And I just pray now, Lord. I just, if you'd like to, if you want to receive anything from God, please put your hands out in front of you now, just as an act of act of worship. And Father, I just pray for anyone who says, "Well, I've got some faith, but I'm not there really. I've not got what Hugh's got or what my friend's got, but I, but I want it." And I pray for revelations of who you are, God, that people will become sure and certain that not only you exist, but you are for them. You are for them, oh God. You are faithful. You're gracious and compassionate. Faithful, God. And that they will trust you and have an ability to place their entire trust in you and to find out what pleases you and to go on with that, Lord. And, and Lord, I just thank you that that, that you're not looking for sinless perfection, but you're just looking for people, everyday people, who say, well, I'm weak, but you're strong. Help me be like you. And so, Lord, may we receive grace to help us in our time of need now. The grace of God to come upon each person. Receive now, in the name of Jesus, the grace of God for your situation, for your, your situation where you're at now. And Lord, I just give you all the praise and I give you all the thanks and all the glory. Amen.